Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 66th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse, 20th Anniversary Edition. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora Two Hearts. She's an Arun in the Geta Fenris. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle. He's 19, a Philodox, and has found his purpose with the Garu. He's known as Guards the Low, Child of Gaia. Hello, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm George. I'm playing Roy Mindscape. He is a Ragabosh with the Stargazers. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, known as Speaks with Sweet Whispers. He is a theater of the Silent Striders. Hello, I'm Thomas. I'm playing Dimitri Howls in Memory, a Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. After a four-day journey, after discovering the Kinfolk and defeating the last of the Black Spiral Dancers, you have returned to the Sept of the Five Mirrors. Your gnosis and willpower restored, and your rage fluctuating from the journey, and your thoughts thereupon. The evening is quickly approaching, as you will be selected now to find the Pathstones, the entire reason you have come here. Pathstones, the tiny stones that are brought to all Karens to create moon bridges and to forge alliances. You are brought out, and are, you are greeted by Daniel Cominghorn, who is now the new Master of Right of this Karen. He stands before you with a great unicorn horn on his head in full Krinos as he bows and goes, Honored guests. Good evening. Stands with the rivers, making some final preparations to send a pack to forge the alliance with your Karen. It seems swims with the moon, speaks with sparrows, and Unicorn's Guard will be going off on their journey, while you all will be going on yours. Uh, I'm sorry, how's the memory? Will you be joining them, or will you stay behind? You'd be more than welcome here. Your parent has been a long friend to the Five Mirrors. Demetrius is going to say, I'm, I'm going to go with everyone else on this quest to find the Pathstone. Very well. Then come here, come along, we will have to get you all ready. As they line you up and begin to mark upon you various uh, glyphs of the Garu tongue painted upon your skin, as they begin to wipe along the representations of sea, stars, luna, and night, as Calming Horn goes, would any of you wish for any other glyphs to represent yourself, such as your tribal totem or your pack totem? Yes, bear and Fenrir, please. As they paint the symbols of the great wolf upon you, and then place a bear upon you as well. The rest of you, any preferences? Bear, yes, please, please. Okay, I'll as he posts, as. He marks the symbol of bear on both Kyle and Mark. Yes, I would like Owl and Chimera. As they do the symbol of Owl and Chimera upon you as well. That is a wise decision, friend. I too would like Owl and Chimera. As the marks are placed upon you, as they start moving along. I'll gladly take marks of unicorn along with bear. As they start ritualistically painting the 
symbols upon you as they bring in a bowl burning with incense and various drugs to, and placing them in front of you to take a deep breath in. Breathes deeply. As the world seems to move and you can almost see the shimmers of the gauntlet even here in the physical realm as they start to move in to the Karen. You see the other pack also also standing there with their various symbols drawn upon them. You'll all notice also that they have various symbols that are tied to them and important to them, but the more, most important one seems to be that they all have the symbol of unicorn drawn upon them, suggesting that they are all children of Gaia. Mark will look upon all the symbols for unicorn, and then he'll look... He'll, he'll look amongst the different symbols for the different totems and he'll kind of swell up with pride in, in an attempt to try to calm his thoughts, try to, in the unity and calmness in this, maybe he needs to calm himself. It is now that Ragnar, Songs of the Battlefield, steps forward. He takes in a deep breath and goes, Brothers, sisters, we gather now to forge an alliance. Each side will go into the Umbra and follow the light of Aunt Luna as he gestures up to the great crescent moon hanging above the Cairn. Go forth and be wary, for the moon paths are broken. But when Luna hangs in this form, visions are some of her greatest, greatest gifts. Remember this, and be open-minded to the possibilities of what she can bring and what you can learn. Use your strength to carry you through. Go forth and use her visions to find these path stones. Follow her challenges. As he steps away, Calming Horn approaches each of you and goes, The path stone can usually be found in the ethereal realm, and it is possible to simply fly up there, but for a journey of pathstones, it is said Luna provides the trails and the visions for those who wish to seek her blessing. The road will be dangerous, but trust in Luna, for she will provide. As they step, step back and present to you a great bowl of placid water, shimmering like a mirror, perfectly reflective for you to step sideways and enter the Umbra. It is diff four here. And that's a straight Gnosis roll? Yep. You pass through. The Cairn seems different, vaster. The lake seems to be a great raging sea. And the island expands out into what seems like an infinite continent. As you see the other pack pulled away as the great landmass expands out before you. There are shimmering bits of road, but none that fully connect to each other. They're patchwork. What always happens with the moon paths during the crescent moon. To follow them properly, you will need to make a perception occult roll. Difficulty seven, only one roll for the whole group. I have three occult. What's your perception, though? Three. So, so six. six. Yeah, I have the same you do, Adam. 
And I have four total. Okay, so... I mean, I'll roll it. Alright. Nice. You start to move along, finding the paths and the trails, as you see almost human-like footprints in the form of moonlight that shimmers either between or on top of blades of grass. You travel deeper and deeper within the newly forged continent of the umbral umbral scape, moving through deep and dense forests, trees thick like mountains reaching out to the heavens, their leaves shimmering as the crescent moon gives off enough light that it almost looks like a full moon even now as they glimmer and glisten like silver until you finally find yourself in a clearing. You see four beings crafted of pure shadow with cloaks and robes of moonlight glimmering upon their shadowy figure. They look at you through eyes that you cannot see but you can feel. You get a strange sense. You smell something, each of you. A smell associated with your happiest childhood memory fills your minds and you get the sense that it comes from these spirits. Zeb, what do you think of these spirits? Servitors of Luna of some kind. Perhaps they do gleam with her glow. Does anybody else feel a sensation of happiness? Yes. Says Cora a little bit suspiciously. Or in suspicion. Not, she's not being suspicious. They know we're here and they haven't attacked. Kyle will just bow in their direction since he doesn't speak any of the spirit tongues. The spirits bow back, extending their arms a little bit before standing erect once more. Hail, Luna. They nod. It seems as these spirits don't communicate like other spirits do. As they, one moves its hand and you see the forest start to move away, revealing two additional paths as you stand at a juncture. The spirit moves its hand towards you and you get this strange welling feeling as you get this the sense that you just had amplified, that frustration of losing a Karen. It starts to fill you up but it also is mixed with the that smell of joy. The spirits then point to the two roads, and on one you see what appears to be a cage of naturally formed aspens as they wrap around each other in a mixture of horizontal and vertical patterns, and within it burns a great fire. The next one points and you see a great, almost spherical stone of white marble, smooth to the touch, with two holes evenly spaced between each other, facing towards you. They point between them, as you do notice kind of a stone tablet engraved with something. As they nod and the spirit 
makes kind of a motion with its hand in front of its mouth as it throws its hand forward and you get this sort of sense of certainty mixed with confusion about you as if it's motioning for you to speak as well as walk based on what is on that plaque. Can Mark read the plaque? What's on it? Yep, you just have to approach it. Okay. Yeah, go take a look. As Mark is approaching, he wants to, as soon as he's able to tell what he can read, he wants to start reading it out loud. Okay. As you read aloud, I am the source of all emotion, but caged in a white prison. What am I? I'll turn back to Zeb, and I'll turn back to the group. We have a riddle. I, I think I might have an answer for the riddle. That seems like it'd be the heart. That's what, my thought exactly. White, white cage being the rib cage, and bone being the white. Is there any disagreement? Any, any other thoughts? If that is the answer, go ahead. Okay, and turn back to the plaque and guides the fallen will say, I am the heart. You get a sense of something, a sense of admiration, but then you see that the spirits are then pointing to each of the paths that you must choose. The one with the fire or the strange smooth stone with the holes that appear to be something you can look through. Body or mind path. Like, do we work on our body and, you know, get burned and, you know, get stronger than that? Or do we go down the other path and look into the the holes and work on our mind and what's going on up there? Well, considering that this is a quest for a path stone, like, well, this is a spirit journey too. My answer is more personal, but I feel like it might pertain to the rest of us. But the mind seems to be the pathway we should take. Like I feel drawn to the uh, the aspens on fire, but I'll go with what everybody else wants. Uh, to be fair, they're not on fire. They they contain oh. the fire. Oh, containing a fire. Okay, I misunderstood. I want to say with the admiration from the spirits from saying aloud, "I am the heart." And our symbolism that we have here, the way that it was described was we have our aspens that are caging this fire, and then we have a stone that we can look through. That is on the path, so you can look into the stone, but the path continues on. Oh, okay. So I say let's look in the stone. I don't think that will stop us from going towards the fire. Let's do it then. All right, sounds good to me. Alrighty. As you go towards the stone and look into one of the holes, you see a great raging storm as flashes of lightning of various colors, of all kinds of colors, crash and bang as it seems to be contained within the great hollow marble. Hmm. White cage, white prison, storm inside, source of all emotion. Guides the Fallen will approach the fire and just Kind of, kind of inquisitively, slowly, staring into the fire. The fire dances and moves back and forth, shivering and changing. It seems to almost throb 
Guides the Fallen's going to reach into the fire. As you reach in, what form are you in? Oh, shoot. I never specified. Well, crap. Uh, let's make it a random then, I guess. Uh... Reach in as lupus. That's what he's doing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Roll soak, please. Will do. Oh, shit. Dang it. You put your hand in as you take three points of aggravated damage as the fire sears through your hand. All right, no, I'm sorry. That's not... Uh, you take one point of aggravated damage as the fire just engulfs your hand and burns you. But in that moment, I need you to roll willpower. You're able to keep control as you gain one point of rage and you are filled with every emotion that you've ever felt. Happiness, joy, doubt, anger, sadness, melancholy. It all just fills you at once as you desperately keep control of your mind as you step down and step away from it. Guides the Fallen is going to kind of thrash around and growl around like uh, any kind of lupus form. And I guess it might just be gibberish because he's feeling everything. Everything he's ever felt. I think perhaps the path has been decided. Cora Two Hearts has mentioned one path is possibly one of physical endurance, the other one of mind. We neither lack courage nor physical endurance. Perhaps a path of wisdom is one to follow now. And uh, he will go to uh, look to his injured comrade to ensure he is okay. Okay, you go to your injured comrade. He seems fine, just the aggravated damage because it's fire. Mark will compose himself as best as a doggy Mark can. You know. That's an insult. Or a, a, loopy, a loopy Mark can. I don't think that's any better. <laughs> and, and just look up at, at Zeb and kind of really confused, but also kind of a, a warning look of like, yeah, that's that's dangerous. Once again, our kin have learned about fire. As one of the spirits motions to you, Zeb, as you feel kind of this tingling, this sort of, um, this kind of feeling of, um, you know when you have, you, you look at someone you know you've done better than them, whether in a decision or a personality defect. Yeah. One of those. Pride. You feel that throughout you as it points to the, the paths and then points to the word emotion and then re-underlines where do emotions come from and then points to the cage of fire and the stone of storms. You can do a... You can try and make a... Uh, you can make an intelligence empathy roll to try and kind of... Try and parse what you're feeling from this thing. And would the specialty creative logic apply in this case? Yes. So four successes. As you get this kind of sense and it goes, you're getting now the understanding of what it's trying to say to a degree. You now underst you understand that it's trying to say what your value is. What do you value uh, in terms of where emotions come from? This is more than a riddle. It seems to be some sort of value judgment by everyone here. Friends, I would encourage you to think hard within yourselves in this moment of something that drives you, that is a cornerstone for your belief, that is important, that gives you conviction and courage. 
and helps you think to act as your best self, I think this is a part more than just a simple answer from one riddle. And I believe I would hypothesize that the mind is the genesis for almost all emotion. How they rule us is one that we, where we make our judgment. While I actually agree with you, is it not possible for your body to react to emotions before your mind can even process? I believe that is the nature of our people, friend Roy. So can the body not also be part of that? I believe that's part of the decision. I don't say I'm necessarily correct, but that is the discussion I think at hand. Is it the heart or is it the mind? As I've already stated, I agree. I just... In that way, I suppose we pick a path and then we see. To be honest, I don't think there is a wrong answer here. I'm inclined toward the storm only because it is a mystery to me and fire and aspens I have seen, although certainly not like this. Pulled in by Zeb's sweet whispers, Mark will make his way towards uh, Zeb and kind of lupus sit at his uh, feet. Then let us choose each of us which path we would prefer now and walk down whichever one we all choose together. Metaphor or logic? Because the answer we gave was heart, correct? Correct. But that is metaphor. Logically, our emotions come from the brain. Still in a white prison, though perhaps the bars aren't as apt. Huh. The fire that is in Aspen Hearth is just uncaged. Is it's kind of somewhat caged emotion, but it still burns. Whereas our spherical marble here is literally contained emotion that one has to peer through to actually see, whereas the other is clearly evident. So metaphor or logic, at this point, the answer would have to be metaphor. So the path would have to be the fire. All right, well, judgment call, guys. Who wants to go where? I, I like this whole time, I feel like Dimitri is being drawn towards the fire as far as the, the path goes being intimidated and burned by the fire path, Mark is going to take the logic path. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it simple. I'm going for the big smooth rock and the eyes thing. Big smooth rock and eyes. Logic. Fire. Uh, storm. I'm going fire. Oh, is that split us? So that I think that's four for big smooth rock. Okay, perfect. <laughs> four for big smooth rock. And so you'll have to call out the, the answer. Mind. As... The path opens up, the, the aspens in the fire disappear, and the path continues on. As you approach and you move forward, you see in front of you a great towering skyscraper. It towers above all the other buildings around you as the trees seem to twist and change into light posts, roads, and smaller buildings, no more than a story or two. The, the giant building climbs higher and higher and higher as it seems to go up into infinity as you see clouds gathered around it as it goes past your very vision with a double door standing in front of you. You go through the doors, it's a pleasant sort of reception area. You see several couches on the side, an elevator to the northwest corner, a receptionist sitting there she seems kind of tired, almost snoozing off, 
with a break room that is just beyond, and to the east wall, a set of doors labeled stairs. All right, guys, we take the elevator or the stairs. Mark's going to turn into Hamid form, and he's going to point at the receptionist. Maybe we should ask her? How about it? Is there a plaque to also read, or is it specifically just elevator and stairs? Elevator, stairs, and then it looks like a couple doors that lead to break rooms or possibly offices. Okay. Mark will approach the receptionist and kind of go, Huh? Huh? Oh. Hello. She gives a big, wide smile, her eyes still fluttering closed in a half-sleepy gaze. Hello. What can I do for you? Well... We were just passing by, and oh, I was just that's good. As he clonks out again, fast asleep uh, on our hand. Oh, well. Oh, I think that's the best we'll get out of her. Huh? As she kind of looks around as you speak up again. Oh, hello. Oh, welcome. Excuse me, ma'am. Yes. You seem a little tired. Why don't you go to the break room? Oh no, I have to make sure guests know there's only one per floor. Like, one what per floor? Is there like a guest book or something nearby? Like you, a sign-in book? Uh, there is. Is it important and would it move things along? <laughs> As you open it up and you notice that it is written entirely in binary. Oof. We'll just close the book. Well, uh, I'm kind of stuck. I think, I think she the goes. answer is elevator. As she hands you this flyer real quick. Sorry. Hi. Welcome. Here you go. We'll take the flyer, hopefully, before she dozes off again. As you grab it and her hand just right back on the desk as she's just... And you look at the flyer. And the flyer says, Welcome to the skyscraper. Have a look around. I'll bring the flyer over and read it aloud to the group. Welcome to the skyscraper. Have a look around. Oh. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to get a pudding cup. Uh, I guess, guess, I guess Dimitri will take that as an inv- invitation to go into the break room. <laughs> All right. As you go into the break room... You look around and you see a very simple but oddly archaic looking computer terminal in the corner versus everything else here that looks like it's the most modern, you know, best kind of example here of technology and fashion and architecture. The computer looks like something straight out of the 1970s. I'm going to check the fridge, see if there's a pudding cup, and if there is, grab it and then walk over to the terminal. Alright, there is a pudding cup. Uh, I guess Dimitri is going to poke at the computer terminal. Okay, as you poke it on, as it takes a few moments as the screen lights up and it says, Welcome! Have a look around. Is anything else coming up as it's booting up, or is it- Yep, as it's starting to kind of groan. What is everyone else doing, though? Keegan, are there spirits here inside this building? 
Technically, the woman is a spirit. Technically, the woman is a spirit. Yeah. And the building itself is like the manifestation of the essence of Skyscraper. That's your guess? Got it. That is the perception that I will go with, or the uh, the point of view that Zeb will apply then in this in this case. I guess Cora will be in the break room too, just looking around, waiting for the computer to boot up. As the screen kind of boots up, you see three sort of images. One is of a little like gnome with a hammer hitting at a shoe. The other is the head of a steer as it seems to blow out smoke and steam from its nose. And the other one seems to be an atom of some kind with you see words written across it, though it's in really small print and in very poor detail of what the words are. It's clearly that this isn't supposed to represent an actual atom so much as one of those quirky business slogans. Are we able to click on any of these images? Yep, on the, the screen, screen is, touch, is a touch screen. Oh, okay. Well, Dimitri, go ahead, click something. Okay. Um, oh. uh, Dimitri is gonna tap on the gnome. As you tap on the gnome, all of you feel strange before all of you seem to be clustered together only a few inches apart as you all fall on your asses in a small, tightly kept up sort of meeting room. You see several posters around, several of them being uh, with sharp dressed men with dress for success as they're in well-tailored suits. You see only the best leather. You see the gnome clobbering at the shoe and you see various other things as you see not just the best rubber, the best engineered rubber, run for success, things like that everywhere. This feels very weaverish. You hear people talking on the other side of the room, of the door, moving back and forth, getting closer and further away at various intervals. How dressed for success are we? <laughs> You are in your regular dress for success. Oh, shit. <laughs> are we still in the Umbra? You'll have to find a reflective surface to find out. Are there any suits in the room? You start looking around as you do find a cupboard with suits and very nice shoes. I will go ahead and shift into Hamid and change out of my clothes. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Yep, seems appropriate. Mark's just going to point out the gnome in the shoe. Is no one else going to point this out? I'm not going to wear the shoe. I'm going to wear the fucking shoes. Well, it's a gnome beating a shoe, is it not? Yeah. Like, well, you got to make shoes. Uh, Mark will put on a suit. If there's even one his size. Like, there is. They all seem well made to you. Zeb will stay dressed as he is. Okay. Feeling successful today, eh? Fair to Medlin. All right. What do you guys want to do? Can we peek out the door? You can. Uh, I will need a dex stealth difficulty f uh, five, just so that you can open the door with no one noticing it creaking open. Alrighty. Because Cora is the one who suggested it. Cora. <laughs> yep, I am. I'm typing it up now. Nice. As you creak the door open, and you look around. You see several pe several men and women in business suits talking. As you hear one of them going, "We have to get the." Uh, 
the new Spartan line out there. Yeah, running. Tiger brand, the Tiger brand is gonna go, go, go to. We're always competing against Tiger. Whatever, we gotta go, go, go. We got, we're innovating the sports, sportswear right now. What about our menswear? No one cares about your menswear, Ricky! Quietly closes the door. I feel like we would be okay going out there dressed for success. She looks at Zeb. <laughs> then let's go. Mark is going to make sure that he still has his clothes. Okay. Like, he's going to fold them and, like, kind of carry them, like, book status. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of make it look like, huh, just got here. You know, just got in the office, changed here. <laughs> Kyle is boldly going to open the door and start walking as if he belongs here. Uh-oh, All right, as you boldly Mark- start walking, <laughs> as people are talking and things like that. As you enter kind of the main office room, it's filled with cubicles, computers of people typing away furiously. As you also notice to your right, an elevator, and to your left, stairs, as well as the hallway continuing on as you see, once again, a break room, and this time several offices clearly containing some bigwigs. As a woman steps up to you, Kai, and goes, Hey, I've never seen you before. You new? That's right. Yep. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Kathleen. What are you... What what department do you work with? Sportswear. Sportswear. Great, great, great. Uh, the boss is uh, looking to work on some sportswear as well. Oh, wow. Do we, get, do we just hire a lot of new people? As she looks back and sees the open break room as her eye kind of catches Zeb. What's That's up right, with him? just doing orientation. That one there, what's up What's up with him? Sanitation. Ted had a little bit of a trying night last night, had to do some cleanup and the thing backed up, so just trying to work my way through. As you see her kind of stop for a moment and go, sanitation? Hang on, could you wait right here? Jerry, do you know anything about sanitation? What do you guys want to do while she's walking away? Uh, I I want to look at the elevator. Can I tell what floor we're on? It doesn't say what floor, but as soon as you press the button, the doors instantly open. Into the elevator. I think we need to get in the elevator, yeah. You jump into the elevator. The doors close. You feel it going up and up and up and up as the doors open. And you're in that same... It's It opens up to that same little meeting room that you were just in. Oh, this is strange. Very strange. The elevator of mindless productivity goes nowhere. I like it. Good one, Zip. Well, it seems maybe we didn't do something. Maybe we weren't supposed to just go through. Remember what the... It It did say, welcome to the skyscraper. Have a look around. So maybe we need to continue having a look around. She also did say that there's only one thing per floor. So I do not think the office or cubicles is what she's talking about. So far, it's a break room, but there are multiple doors. We should find a break room with a computer in it then? Maybe that's what reception lady was talking about. There's one computer per one break room on one floor. That's That might be possible. That might be what she was re- referring to. I say we go check it out then. 
Well, considering that our first bailout was because Zeb got caught. Zeb, you might have to bite the bullet on this one, buddy. And he'll kind of gesture towards the the wardrobe with the suit in it. I'll uh, carry one with me just in case. We can say I'm uh, looking to change. Whatever makes us the least suspicious, brother. I'm sure the one eye won't do that. And we'll say, I don't know, war veteran looking for a retirement job? Not used Golden to wearing parachute. a suit? Fair there enough. you go. So All right, what would well, y'all like to do? Well, considering that Kyle over here just boldly went, I think he should lead us again. Let's follow his lead of right. being orientated. Second attempt at boldly leaving this room. After you get off the elevator, you notice the doors just vanish like they weren't there to begin with. And uh, Zeb, do you grab a suit? Yeah, I'll, I'll just carry one with me for right now, Keegan. Okay. Just to be clear, none of the posters changed, right? They're all exactly the same? They're all exactly the same. Okay, perfect. Then, yeah, boldly leave. As you boldly leave people talking, as you see a woman go, Hi, I haven't seen you around before. Oh, nope, just new here. Oh, great. What department are you working with? Sportswear. <laughs> oh, sportswear. Great. Hi, I'm Kathleen. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Kathleen. I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you, Kyle. Oh, wow. Did we just hire a lot of new folks as she starts to eye Zeb up and down? Just went through orientation. Yep. Okay. What? You're not dressed for success. Oh, uh, don't don't worry. He's he's a war veteran. He's kind of to himself, and he's not used to a suit. He said he'll put it on eventually, but he's just trying to get trying to get used to the new environment. You know. Eventually. Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? As she walks over to one of the cubes, what do you like to do before she gets back? Let's, Let's go into the break room. Zeb, put on the goddamn suit. <laughs> <sighs> He'll like, I'll just like put the jacket on over his regular clothes, Keegan, and like the tie. Okay. Leave the cap on. Oh, he's definitely dressed better. I guess I just was thinking wrong. Oh, you found the break room. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, did you guys get the tour yet? Not yet. Do you have time to give it to us now? <gasps> Absolutely. As she opens up the break room. This is the break room. Please bring your own snacks. Everyone labels their food. We have a thief around. And anyway, as you can see as she's pointing around, there's no computer that you can see here. Um, this is the big boss's office. As you can see, he likes the glass window to look out over all of us. He says it really makes him feel included, but because of his, you know, important phone calls, he has to have an office all to himself. Of course. Uh, and if we come this way, we can see our second meeting room. As you're walking by, could I get a perception alertness diff seven, please? From everyone? Yes. Oh, I'm just completely wow. oblivious. Holy crap. Roy, Dimitri, Cora, Kyle, and Zeb. You all notice an out-of-place ancient computer sitting in the boss's room in the corner awesome as she points to all of the things she takes you to three or four different meeting rooms you see newer computers there that kind of resemble the terminal and then she goes oh and this is our last meeting room as she takes you back to the room you were in anyway 
I'll find you your cubes, okay? That'd be so great. <laughs> okay, now. All right, I'll meet you all in the break room. Get situated. Feel comfortable. We're like a family here. I can't wait to see you. As she smiles and walks off. <laughs> is she what is she a doll? Is she out of uh, earshot? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I hope I stole her pudding cup. <laughs> All this time I've spent trying to keep you away from the Weaver Roy, and I'm the one that helped choose it. That's okay. If we're trying to get into the boss's office, from what I'm gathering, uh, we need to take the mundane approach. So I think stairs would be the way to get there. Well, isn't the boss's office just like right? Couldn't could we just all switch to Kratos, mog the boss's office, and just click something really quick? <laughs> you can. You sure can. Uh, I'm, well, just, I... I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I'm just saying all you right, can. Hobo. I am uh, just I... saying you can, and I, there's no reason that I have this inflection in my voice. I expected that from Sam, not you. Ke Keegan, is that a new fishing outfit? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> oh, there's one. Yeah, oh, Kyle I... is not planning on ruining his fancy uh, suit. That's right. I you shift to Krynos, the, sh the, the clothes rip because they're not dedicated. Yeah. Well, I, I do have an idea. Maybe if we steal all the food out of the fridge, uh, Kathleen will take us to the boss <laughs> no she just take us to hr oh darn what it was the boss in his office yeah he was in his office but are there stacks of papers in the uh room here yes i'm gonna grab a stack of them okay and then i have an idea guys to get to see the boss you want to share with the class uh that's what i'm gonna do Cora, pull a fire alarm. No, hmm. we're accountants, and they, we found a discrepancy in this stack of paper, and that's why we need to talk to the boss. So if anybody questions us, I thought we were in sportswear. Yeah, you and were in sportswear. Didn't, didn't Kathleen say that the boss was looking for someone in sportswear? I didn't quite pick that part up, but uh, she, she they have accountants that. in sportswear too. Do they? Well, I would assume so. They ha the sales have to report to somebody. Kyle doesn't know enough about companies to know if that's right or not. He's never worked at a company or had a job. So based <laughs> based on Roy's experience, it's all like everyone does a little bit of everything. But that's also, you know, peddling drugs. So Roy, you feel a hand lightly press on your shoulder. I'm afraid to look. It's just Kathleen there. She almost like seemed to manifest with a big smile. Hi, y'all. Y'all almost like a forest. All of you so tall, just hanging around. I've got your cubicles ready. All right, Kathleen, why don't you uh, show us them then? All right, here you go. You've got all this. You've got a great total of eight inches of prime real estate to put up any comics make sure they're business approved and business appropriate am i right yeah animal she like nudges you just a little bit anyway here are your computers just look around okay okay all right 
get your reports ready and look around and make sure that you get nice and productive. Remember, you're dressed for success and we expect nothing but the best. All right, Keegan. <laughs> I've been trying to hold back for so long. Oh, God. <laughs> As you all sit at your terminals, you see several things. You see icons for reports, icons for design or principal workshop, items for competition reports, items for the latest running stars, icons in male fashion, and another icon that says floors. Let's look at the floors icon. Same. When you click on the floors icon, it says out of order C1 terminal. Mark's going to think to himself, no one gives a fuck about men's fashion. What is this? I was going to write up his report. All right. Kyle, could I get an intelligence bureaucracy roll? If you do not have bureaucracy, it is difficulty nine. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Where's bureaucracy? It is a skill werewolves rarely... It is a skill so rare for werewolves to have, it is from a different book. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're, you sure are coming for me. All right, then. <laughs> I'll do my best. Or academics. <clears throat> oh, or academics. Oh, I don't have that either. Never <laughs> <laughs> so close. Hey, I didn't botch. Is, is, it, is academics the same difficulty, Keegan, or is it, uh, is it, it is, nine? It is diff eight for bureaucracy. It is diff seven. Wait, so we have to type a report? What? Well, that's what he's doing. He's trying to use the report to go visit the boss. Oh, okay. Kathleen said we had to also. Like, don't forget your report, she said. Can I just print my report? Sure. And then go grab it and then <clears throat> talk to somebody within the next cubicle or two and just have them look it over for me. Like, Sure, but first we'll have uh, Sean roll his. <clears throat> nice so uh, sean you do a good job of filling out a report uh yeah okay. so oh, Mark, god that's too funny okay cool what are you doing i i want to try to fill out a report so i have i have academics and intelligence well i certainly hope you have intelligence yes <laughs> <laughs> so let's see because i don't have bureaucracy it's difficulty nine it's eight because you're using academics okay Oh my god. You didn't botch. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it. Alright, you didn't botch, you just failed. Yeah. Having never written a, like, a report like this before in his 15 mm -hmm. years. <laughs> and Dimitri, what are you doing? Um, I, I imagine Dimitri being very restless inside of this cubicle. It feels like a cage. Okay. Um, but... He's speaking that then please roll yeah. rage difficulty uh seven please okay and that's uh the rage that i have right now it's temp or permanent whichever is higher okay so that's gonna be temp all right so here we go you need to spend a point of willpower if you don't want a frenzy okay i am gonna spend a point of willpower <laughs> As you're getting really out of control, as you're just hitting at your computer, as you're, sh you're you're almost shifting into Glavro, as all of you hear kind of a slight tear of fabric before Dimitri kind of settles himself back down. Oof. 
like Dimitri tries to fill out this report, but he ends up breaking his keyboard in half. And Cora, what are you doing during all of this? Um, I'm gonna sift through the files on my computer. Okay. You start sifting through files as you find several things about the competitors. The competitor names are all gibberish to some degree. Like, they sound like they could be in the world, but you know very little about shoes as you're gathering information. And now you have a select group of talking points in your head that you can use to increase any charisma. You have five extra dice that you can split any different, any which way on a charisma expressions roll when trying to, or manipulations expression, when trying to basically talk about shoes to anyone in this building. And you use them up. So if you use, so if like you used three, then you'd have two left on a future roll. Does that make sense? Sounds good. Oh, sweet. All right. I guess I'm gonna try and roll a, to, to do my report. Mediocre. Nice. It's still okay. Awesome. So who else has done the report? Uh, Roy has kind of done his report. He got no successes. Kyle actually tried to do a report and didn't succeed. Oh, and you mean Mark? Because I just printed it. I didn't that's what I mean. do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mark <laughs> tried and didn't do well, and Zeb did a pretty good report. Awesome. Um, did Kathleen tell us where we need to turn our reports into? She did not. But real but. quick to Roy, as someone looks at the report, you're going to have to either dress better or work harder, my friend. Well, I don't think I can dress any better than as a boss. Not with this work. Oh, you mean that work? Yeah, that wasn't mine. I just wanted a second a second set of eyes because I actually noticed a lot of discrepancies myself. It's actually that guy's over there, and I'm just going to point to uh, Cora. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> As he goes, all right, let's go, let's go talk to her. Okay. He leans over your cubicle. Hi, David. Uh, hi, David. It's nice to meet you as he reaches his hand over to shake your hand. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you too. I'm so excited to be here. It's my first time. Oh, really? I don't mean to sound mean or rude, but with kind of reports like this, it shows. You're going to have to really step it up. I'll try and cover for you, but man, this is such sub suboptimal work. You barely filled anything out. If you've got the jitters, you know, just stick off the coffee, all right? All right. This guy here showed me your work. He wanted to get a second eye set of eyes on it because uh, he was trying to learn, I guess. So, yeah. Anyway, good luck. Remember, pull yourself up. I know you can do it. Oh, you know what? Definitely I can. And in fact, I just finished my my next report because I did think that one was a little bit bad. So, hey, could you come take a look at it? It's right here on my computer. Oh, yeah, this one's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, she's improving. Good on her. I can't wait to see your report since you're aiming for boss as he kind of gives Roy the one, two, like, little half punches in his arm. I'll give him the finger guns like, yeah, I'm I'm aiming for it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, David. Um, actually, since you looked it over and it's pretty good, 
if I could have any pointers so I could redo it just to make it a little better. And then where do I turn this in? Oh, when you turn him in, you can bring him directly to the boss. He likes to, especially with new people, he likes to learn who they are. Oh, fantastic. I'm super excited to meet him. We heard a lot about him in his orientation. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. He's, he's a genius, literal genius. Did you know that he came up with this company in elementary school? What? In elementary school? That's I know. Crazy. He's a creative genius to market shoes to both athletes and businessmen. Oh, man. You know, I heard they laughed at him in elementary school because he was so focused on school, on shoes in elementary school. But look at him now. They're all a bunch of losers trying to get money from his company. Uh, you know, isn't that crazy? But, you know, it really shows that he has a mind to corner the market. Absolutely. Yeah, he's kind of a genius around here. Just listen to everything he says and you will be set in life. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your help, David. Absolutely. Cora, right? Yeah, definitely. That's my name. All right. I'll try not to wear it out. Oh, perfect. I'm so it's, glad to see you around, David. See you around as he walks away. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> Imagine if this was actually done in person. Oh, um, welcome God. to customer service, Sam. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. That's what this I was is like. This is Aurora. <laughs> Okay, so now that you have that information, Cora, what are you going to do with it? I am going to, you know, just spruce up my paper a little bit, and then I'm going to glare at Roy a little bit, and then I'm going to go hand my paper into the boss. <laughs> as Don't you go over, helped you. he has kind of like a half smile as he motions you to come in. Hi, sir. I just finished my first report, and I was told that I have to turn it into you. That is correct. Uh, let me uh, take a look at it. Uh, as he grabs it, kind of half mouth breathing. Uh, yeah, this is this is pretty uh, acceptable for a newcomer. Um, uh, uh, some valuable insight for for sure did you ever hear of how i came up with the company you know i just heard a little rumor about it but i would love to hear it straight from your mouth i came up with the company after hearing a fanciful fairy tale about a little cobbler gnome and when i was a lad and so i started to build this company Ambition at a young age always pays off. Please have a seat. Yes, sir. As you're seated fairly close to the terminal, as he seems so wrapped up in his story, he's not really paying attention to you. If I turn to look out the window and like, I'll just like move a little bit just mm -hmm. to just to gauge his reaction okay. um, to looking up out his window and moving. All right, you move a little bit. He's still so engrossed. There's no real reaction. You look out. 
You look like you're in some sort of skyscraper of indistinct height, surrounded by an almost endless cityscape. Awesome. Um, so if I turn around and look back into like the cubicle area, can I see everyone else in their cubicles? Yes. Awesome. I'm going to turn around, open my eyes really wide, and like try and motion them in. I'll grab a uh, print out Cora's print out her report that she just uh, turned in because you know it looks good, and walk in there. All right, Kyle. I'm gonna wait to see how him walking in there changes anything, and if it changes nothing, then I will walk in as well. Okay. Oh, a new, uh, new hire. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, hey, hey, I, I am Roy. Uh, good to meet just... you, Roy. As he grabs the report and starts looking it over. Uh, copying does not, uh, get you very far in this world, son. You have to be original. You have to be original like a young boy in elementary school who thought, what if we did sports shoes and uh, business shoes. Sit down, I was already starting and I'm not too far in, so I'll just uh, start from the beginning again. Anyway, when I was a young boy, uh, my mother read me a story about a gnome cobbler, and that's what gave me the seed of the idea. Uh, All right, Kyle, did you see Roy sitting in the office? Oh yeah, I'm I'm coming in now with my garbage report, and I imagine I don't know it's garbage. It's true. As he goes, um, another new hire. One of many. Oh good. Uh, as he grabs the report and starts looking over, mm, you're gonna have to work harder, son. Otherwise, we won't have any time to keep you. We are a high-performing team here. People like to think of us as a uh, family, but really we're a team because uh, you don't fire siblings. Uh, You understand, right? This is your uh, first strike. Of course, and thank you for being so candid with me. I promise to do better in the future. I look uh, forward to your future uh, success. All right, as you're all in there, the terminal is just gleaming, seeming to wait for you. As he gets once again starting his story from the top, as there is a new person in here. Does everyone else just come in, like, turn in the paper, and we go over the same thing until everyone else is in here? Uh, Does it matter? Since I don't think all of you were in the break room when Dimitri pressed the button. Oh, we weren't? Okay. No. Then I guess. <laughs> you just wanted to subject everyone to this story, apparently. <laughs> oh, yes. Because you're bitter. <laughs> also, Dimitri I have does... no in, nothing in computer, so... Yeah. Uh, Dimitri doesn't even have a report. He tore up his suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Keegan, can I tell what type of spirit he is from looking from the outside without going in? Looking, it's it's hard to tell. There's a specific category spirit like this that tend to have more um, stats like things from the physical world rather than relying on their pure willpower or things like that because they don't necessarily know or think of themselves as spirits. They're, they're not ephemera, but they are 
more like jagglings or gafflings of a different stripe of a different kind of spiritual makeup. Sure. Okay. I mean, I think Sean knows, but I, what, what Zeb would think. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go in with my report since we're all just going to cram in here to give them time to get to that computer terminal. As he, he takes your report, he goes, this is very good, son. Um, you remind me of a young elementary school student. Let me tell you a story. As he starts his story again from Kyle's the top. Kyle's going for the computer. <laughs> Just to hit the <laughs> button he can that's not Gnome with Shoes. Wait, wait, where's Mark? No. Where's Mark? <laughs> He's nowhere. He's still doing <laughs> he his report. Behind, it's on you. <laughs> All right, Mark there are three buttons. Kyle going for the computer and Mark will, oh shit. <laughs> As you go for the computer, the screen lights up. You see a handbag at the top. You see a human face with smoke coming out of the nose, similar to Steers, and you see the Adam again. Human, oh, human face, human face. You click on the human face, and you all vanish as you all land in what feels like a small meeting room, though it's noisy outside you hear gears turning and instead of a carpet it feels almost like earth and grass but not quite it doesn't look like it it looks like a mix of carpet and grass as you look around and you see several you see several posters as you see a giant like minotaur holding up what looks like a plate with a human head on it going best to meet in town you see another one with these giant, almost what appear to be Krinos on a chain with guard dogs. We've taught them to talk. Now they keep the product in line. And then you see another one going, fastest, most efficient farm in the Midwest. Krinos farm. Woo. Mark's gonna put his clothes back on. Yeah, Cora didn't say, specify that. So Cora's in Krinos holding it a bunch of her clothes in her arms and the suit just tore asunder. That's fine. Now Mark's gonna turn into Krinos. And Kyle? Change and transform. Okay. Roy? Uh, do the same. Okay. And Zeb? I'll stay in Hamid and I'll just take off the suit jacket. Alright. There's a oversized door with a knob big enough for a Krinos hand to turn and open. I'm gonna go ahead and just open it. Alright. You open it as you see these oxen men who tower over even your Krinos forms. They're well over 12 feet tall. As you see, like these, it looks like an office building almost, but it's larger than the shoe corporation with cages and troughs of gruel as they pull it open and go, as you hear the Minotaur going, <laughs> as you see humans crawling out on all fours with nothing on but strange collars as they slam their faces down and start shoveling with their hands this gruel in their mouth as you see the turning hooks of humans hanging from it getting processed into meat products with what appear to be crinos hanging around guarding the product and sometimes even picking up humans and putting them on the hooks and shipped to crinos <laughs> oh. Oh. what <laughs> no one said the umbra was straightforward, Roy. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> so 
So far, the Umbra has proven itself to just be an amalgamation of every metal album cover out there. <laughs> yeah, time to change and go into Krynos. <laughs> For sure. Good idea. I, I'm... Oh my god. Okay. So we know what we're looking for. We're looking for an old-ass looking terminal. As you hear kind of these big steps of the... Oh, hey there, little puppies. As he puts his hand on Kyle's head and scruffs up the top of his head. And who do you belong to? Uh-oh. <clears throat> I, I elbow him. You. You. Me? I don't remember getting some new dogs, but must have been a gift for me. Here you go. Oh, as he throws you a human leg? Just clean off the press. Just like you boys like it. I want to see you have the first point. Yes, I do. Kyle's just going to stare at the leg. Even in the Umbra, he does not want to break that particular litany again. Come on, boy. I know you're hungry. Breezy picks it up and starts waving it in front of your face. Come on, boy. Is, is he just a giant Krynos? He's a he's a giant oxen man who is towering over you at about, like... 15 feet tall. Oh, wow. He's five feet taller than me in Krynos form. There's other ones who are even taller who are like 20 feet tall. <laughs> Kyle's just gonna turn around and, and start sprinting towards a direction that might have a computer in it. <laughs> As, all right, uh, I need a strength roll, please. Sure. <laughs> no! Beth. As he kind of <laughs> he gets a slight hold of you, slips away, and goes, Hey, bad dog, what's you? You go get him. You go get him now. I'll give chase. We'll pretend, I'll but, go get him. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, like, no. I'll be like right behind him. Unable to like catch him though. Dimitri, Cora, what are you doing? And Zeb. I I go after yeah, him as well. I don't Run away try. from the Oxman. I don't try and actually catch her. Like, I'm, I get close, nip at his heels, you know, the stuff, but don't really get him, get him. All right. Dimitri? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to okay. follow everybody kind of back of the pack. All right, as you start chasing, as you see the other, what appear to be Kronos turns, their tails start going back and forth, is going, Bad dog! Bad dog! As you see one of the oxmen. Oh, oh, we got a bit of an excited one here. Here as he runs up to try and tackle Kyle. Kyle, Dex Athletics. As he tries to tackle Kyle and he misses. Get that dog, get him, get him. As you see the, the whole place starting to get on alert. Kyle, you need to do a perception alertness roll. Diff eight, given all the horrible things that are happening around you. That makes sense. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, you see a terminal? As you run up, as it looks oh, a little a newer than the, it looks a little newer than the one that before. As you click the button that says "out of order," you don't get no dodge. Uh, in, in as one of the big guys just boom picks you up and goes, oh, "Bad dog!" As he kind of starts to squeeze you, "Bad dog!" I say we should all pile on the Minotaur. Um. Right. Pylon, but not like attack because that would put the whole place on on alert and get all of us like 
quote, in trouble. Kind of make it seem like we're going after Kyle, but, like, trip up the Minotaur so he falls and maybe lets him go. Okay. You can do a dex brawl. Only one person gets to do that. Diff 8 to make it stealthy. Okay. I have dex brawl, you said? Yep. This would I have be Sam. I have nine. I have eight. Yeah, yeah, that's Sam. So you just barely succeed as you kind of slap, you kind of yip up, you nip at Kyle to make it seem believable, doing one ag only because of the bite. As you slip, quote unquote, slip, hit the Minotaur in the legs as he drops Kyle and goes, damn it! as he hits the ground hard as the mud and the feces of the recently slain splatter in all directions and onto you guys. Now I'm running. All right, now you're running. You can, where are you running to? You notice that there is a door that leads out of here and an out of place elevator. Door first. You go through the door and there are a set of stairs leading up. Up I go then. You run up. Is anyone else going with him? Uh, yeah. yeah. I imagine <laughs> to continue the guise of giving chase. You all run up as you burst through the door and you're back in the conference room that you came in. The doors disappear behind you. Son of a bitch! No, this is good. It's a reset. <laughs> now we know which way not to go. <laughs> uh, I'm still frustrated. Remember, I have 10 rage. That's true. Please roll 10 dice. Diff 7, fuck. please. Well, fuck me. Uh, yep. You will need to spend a point of willpower to stop yourself from frenzying. Well, if I'm only in here, I can just frenzy the room, right? Uh, why yes. Would, why but they're going to hear the uh, they're going to hear the commotion. They might enter, too. You don't know that. And then we'll just reset. As you stop the frenzy and catch yourself. Actually, it was going to be diff six. It doesn't matter. Or actually, it does. That would put you at thrall of the worm. Yeah, and I could because you're stop in Krinos, and that reduces the difficulty of any frenzy roll by one. So, how are you going to judge would it? Would you like to? Would you like to use your mulligan chip because you are going to thrall the worm? Oh, so you are making the decision to include those sixes? Yes. Fuck. Yeah, it's the first time I've had to use a mulligan in a long time, so. I don't like this. And it's this six, so... Ooh. Oh, you're good. You do not yeah. frenzy at all. So I can take my willpower back. That's true, you can. Nice. As you're back in the room, you get, once again, that kind of smell that you get from a meat processing plant. As the humans are just kind of screaming. It's a human scream, but it's in the same kind of cadence you'd hear from a pig get, going to slaughter. Ignoring that, so it's just... Go on. <laughs> Question: Are there any Garu ushering the Hamids into another area? You'd have to go back out and look. You could do a Dex stealth roll, diff six, can... because they're all about the same size as you. So, Dex stealth—that's five dice. I can do it. Boop. You crack the door open as you look. As you see some of them moving them to cages and things like that. There's none of that, but you do see some of the. Krinos going into like different rooms once you hear a minotaur going go get yourself some food boy good boy as he rubs the head of the Krinos as it moves away as you look out you see the slosh and the gruel come out and the humans once again crawling out naked and shoveling it into their mouths that's still disgusting every single time you say it <clears throat> uh, I'll 
step back inside the, uh, I'm just gonna call it the reset room. Guys, there's no specific way we, we, we could go. We could probably just go left or right and end up anywhere. But there are other places outside of this cool room. Well, maybe we should find a way out then. Other than that last encounter that we had, that was a little hectic. Yeah, I say we just kind of stay away from the from these minotaurs. Uh, what way did we go last time? You went left. Uh, can we wait for that previous minotaur to pass and then we'll head right? I don't see why we can. Sounds like a good plan as any. And so you wait and you see the first minotaur that met you all move on to where you can try and get by him now. Alright, how should we do this? Should we confidently go into the crowd? Or should we stealthily stick to the shadows and merge in? Well, if we go with the crowd, we can pretend that we belong. Because I feel like if we try to sneak in, we might get in some kind of trouble. Maybe we should just walk out and hang right. No, that's, that's my goal. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking too. Sounds like a plan. Yep. As you guys hang a right and you start going, you get a little further as another minotaur comes up and goes, New dogs, huh? Sit! As he blows a whistle and looks at you expectantly. Ooh. I'll sit. That's easy enough. Yeah. As you sit. all sit down, as you feel the grime of the kills that dripped down from the conveyor belts gently uh, caress your <laughs> legs and backside. <laughs> What about the rest of you? Uh, Coral, will, sit. Coral will have that, you know, huff that dogs sometimes get as she sits down. Yeah, as will sit. Good. As he goes up to Mark, Paul blows the whistle as he holds out his hand. Mark will put up his hand and kind of not put it in, but kind of place it on, in his. His hand dwarfs yours and goes, Good. Oh, blows the whistle again. Mark gets up. He looks at the rest of you. Same. She stands. Yep. Yep, Dimitri stands. Pant! Blows again. Mark pants. I'm just gonna, like, tilt my head and just start panting, like, confused. He looks looks at you all over. You seem trained well enough. We'll get you in the room there, okay? It's a good boy. Grant puts his hand on all of your heads and, like, shakes vigorously with his grimy ass hands does it feel nice though like is it yeah, yeah do... <laughs> that's the question <laughs> do we... we are dark we are not feel... dogs yeah so uh Cora, i think you need to roll rage nope diff six please would you like to spend a point of willpower yes. okay as you catch yourself you Suppress a growl just in time as he goes. Go in the room with the other good boys. Off you go. Yeah, who's a good boy? As he starts doing that all the way towards your, I guess, closest description would be walk of shame. Core's <laughs> <Quite> not happy. <laughs> as you get to the room and there is a terminal, an older one. Hell yeah, it was worth it. Oh, thank God. No. Oh my gosh. You know what? We're embarrassed, but we didn't break litany. <laughs> yes, we didn't break litany. Calvin's a good point. As you're getting to the computer, you see one of the crinos. 
our Lord mess with the uh, the shine machine. They, they've just given us the best of the organs. As you see this trough full of human organs just kind of spill in as you see all the crinos kind of howl and start feeding on it. We want to see why they gave us the shiny machine. As the lights flicker on, there is the atom again. There is a computer labeled future. And there is what appears to be a car of some kind. The atom keeps popping up and it's a hook. I know it is. <laughs> They're Kinda just different warm. rooms. Huh? They're just different rooms, but your choice. What do you guys think? I'm intrigued by the car, but that that's only because it, re it kind of relates to uh, Dimitri's skill set. Can Dimitri drive? Uh, he is a mechanic. But can he drive? Can he drive? Um, I, yes, he can drive. Holy shit, we have a car who can drive. I'm down for a car. Sure, I what, mean... What, I would say car. Yeah, but we'll go with car. That's Mark's vote. Alright, it sounds like you're gonna go for the car then. As you press the button, and you all find yourself in a room. You see this horrible poster with this spidery abomination pointing three arms one forward and three arms back in kind of a almost finger gun fashion going winners make sales the next one shows a spider seeming to be made of electricity going the future is now we craft the future the next one is we serve everyone here. Cash in hand, no problem. Need a little blood? We can take that too. Wrapping up the competition as you see this withered husk of a hand hanging out of a cocoon and you see this smiling Spider-Man standing on it, smiling with two, two of its limbs pointing down and all the other ones latching on with horrible hooked claws. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Kyle's gonna switch to Hamid. Uh, we're gonna buy some cars from some spider people. Yeah, Dimitri's gonna switch to Hamid too. We saw blood? We just have to have cash. <laughs> you got cash? Oh, we all have cash. Never mind. Well, Kyle and Cora have cash. Yeah, I am a broke bitch. Alright, Hamid form. Kyle. Uh, Cora, do you want to get dressed again before that? You did yes. not put on your old clothes, so you shifted back to <laughs> naked in the nap. Put on your clothes. She's <laughs> been naked so many times, honestly. <laughs> I don't think it phases her much anymore. <laughs> Fair. Time is an illusion, and so are pants. Exactly. No pants is the best pants. And so... You get to the door. You notice that there are two doors. One that is human-sized, one that's crino-sized, and one that seems to be double that size. Hmm. I guess since we're all in Hamid, we go through the Hamid door. As you open up the Hamid door, you see several people, regular people looking around. The building is huge and vast. It looks, you look out the windows and it is a skyscraper still as you see the infinite cityscape down below, though you notice some clouds this time and you see spider-like humanoids, or blends of them, these horrible 
twisted abominations with eight limbs, some of them with spider-like hair, but all of their skin being of human texture and consistency, with long sort of mandibles that seem to move back and forth with jaws filled with razor-sharp teeth that are tipped like syringes full of venom, all of them having eight eyes. Some of the eyes are spider eyes, or some of them have all spider eyes. Some of them have eight human eyes looking in various directions. Some of them have tufts of human hair up top. Some of them have spider tufts up top. All of them wearing various different mishmash, mishmashes of clothing to cover it. Some of them not wearing any clothes at all, while others wearing pants that seem to go around the legs and help partially cover the abdomen, some with shoes, some not. All of their main appendages with three hooked claws as they seem to be what you can best guess smiling as they're tapping on cars and things like that. The other thing you notice is the varying size. Some are human size, some are crinos sized, and some are the size of three, maybe four crinos as they seem to be in the higher offices, as there are additional stairs that lead to higher offices in this room that overlook it, so it seems to be part of the same pocket dimension. Are there, are there, like, we're outside, right? Or are we just, like, in this huge room with lots of windows? Lots of windows, lots of cars. Okie dokie. And like I said, there are stairs that lead to higher in bigger offices, but those bigger offices tend to have the super-sized spiders. Gotcha. I take out my money and give it all to Kyle, just in case we need to negotiate buying a car. I happily accept all of your money. I'm going to start looking around and making it look like I'm looking at cars, okay. but also, you know, just searching for a terminal. Okay. Can I get a perception empathy real quick? You notice one of the spider people looking around almost nervously as he seems to approach some of the people, takes a deep breath as they completely ignore him, and he drops his arm in complete dejection. Oh no. I, I have to help him. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this. <laughs> I'm going I'm to stroll on over to him and ask if he's with anyone. No! no do you are you, as he kind of gets this, like, light in his eyes, are you looking to buy, sir? I, let's say for now that I am looking, and L buying is a distinct possibility in the future. Looking is good, looking is good, as he, like, trepidatiously puts his arm around you, trying to be a smooth salesman, as you feel, like, almost like a nervous sweat on his monstrous paws. Poor guy. <laughs> How about this one? This is a real beaut as he comes over. It's a nice, slick, red sports car. One of the best models we have. It, well, it is very nice, but I, I was hoping maybe for something that could seat a few more people. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh, all of them, you're all together. Right. And Demetri's going to nod. Come here, then. Here, here's, a, here's a good one as he brings you up to, like, a nice SUV. It's got all-wheel drive. Look at these tires. You could drive over. You could drive over nails, and they wouldn't pop at all. You, you do construction, sir. You all seem so very fit. 
can I inspect the tires and see if they can, in fact, drive over nails? You can. And because you've worked on so many cars, Dimitri, yes, this these are great tires. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna comment and say he's he's not lying. These are really good tires. Well, that that is something that we care about. Ah, uh, yeah, and it's it it's not too bad in terms of price. It's either just a few liters of blood that we can take in payments, uh, of course, or uh, um. Any combination that gives us the equivalent of $120,000. Damn, well, you know, that's reasonable. How about an IOU? Sir, if I did that, well, I'd be in more trouble than I already am. You know what they do to bad salesmen. What do they do to bad salesmen? Oh, Mark will be like, no, Thomas, don't! Oh, no, they... Oh, sir, it, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't know anything about the business, despite your technical knowledge of vehicles, of course, is, well, the, the more sales you get, the more blood you get, the bigger you get. But we can't have any bad salesmen, and I'm near my second malt. And if I get to my second malt without a car, I'll be drained to help feed the better salesmen. But what if it's an IOU worth $120,000? Sir, how can I how can I guarantee the IOU though? I'll have it's like a contract. I I don't know if I'm really ready to risk risk that. Like I said, I got to sell something tangible, sir. My second malt is only weeks away. Well, what if what if we do uh, cash payments? Cash payments can work if I we know that you're good for it and we can run your credit. I gotta be honest, I'm just like out of character. I'm willing to give this guy some blood. Like I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about giving these spider people some blood. I Seems mean, like I'm, a bad idea. It's just a few liters for from Krinos? Like pfft. I mean that's fair. <laughs> I mean, okay, all right. So, in, in order to be uh, more careful, I am going to pull out my fang of the worm and okay. see if it glows green at all. I don't think it's gonna, but. All right, roll, roll gnosis, please. Son of a bitch! It doesn't do anything. Can I then sense worm? You can do sense worm. Perception occult, please. Difficulty. Eight, please. Ha! All right. You get kind of a faint sense of worm taint here, but it's no different than any other sort of real corporate or high salesy environment. There's always going to be things that draw taint from the destroyer in these kinds of places. All right. I'm willing to put a down payment of blood down for this. So. Yeah, okay. we'll do a little bit of blood. You, you guys don't have to if you don't want to, but. So. Speak up. Then. It'll it'll make our payments next. It'll make our payments lower in the yeah, future. Exactly. Is your end game payment. here? Are you taking this car with you? No. Or do you think it's gonna go anywhere? No. So why? Because I feel bad for the spirit. And there is a cycle of destruction and rebirth that we are a part of and that we believe in, and he is too, whether he wants to be or not. Hey, buddy. How about we move this over into the your office space? 
maybe talk more on the contract. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Come on. As you see a giant Krinos-like spider walking by as he's talking to people, I got one. As he licks his lips. Damn shame. I mean, good luck, good job, man. Good job. As he takes you into the really roughly done kind of office, you see random pictures of him on what appear to be hikes. You see pictures of buildings that defy logic. And a picture of what you assume to be his mother, which is a giant 20-foot-tall mega spider with thousands of human-sized children around it waving in their same ghastly spiderous forms. So, uh, what will you be paying with, sir? Uh, payments of blood, I think. Oh, okay, as he claps his hands together. <sighs> Perfect. Um, down payment would be one and a half liters. I mean, oh. split between six people how they take the blood um as he opens his mouth and you see like the little teeth like that sir is that okay we can use this as he pulls out a syringe for those who I are a bit more squeamish sure <laughs> okay i understand sir this is your first car i assume you get used to it Matt. arm please sure uh should i switch forms first you can like Okay, I'm I'm gonna hold out my arm and switch to Krynos. Oh, sir! Wow, impressive. Um, there. Oh, as he, Stop. As he <laughs> pulls it in, he starts draining blood, and we just need you to sign this, uh, this, and uh, right here, sir. As you start signing away, and then we'll take you up to the big boss's area for the finalization. I want to say thank you so much. I was so down on my luck, and this is just great. This is this is a melting day gift. Well, I, I promise we'll enjoy the car just as much, so no worries. Oh, as you see, all eight eyes well up. Thank you. As he finally takes the blood, he puts it all in the bag and goes, all right, let's go upstairs, sir. As he takes you out of his office, you start winding upstairs as you get to one of the bigger offices, as you see one of his big spiders. Oh, need a sale finally? I got it right here. You see a dusty old computer in the corner there. I'm gonna go drop this off and I'll be right back. Sounds great. And then head on over to that computer, please. You, you get onto the computer, it has one button as you press it and you all find yourself on the top of the building. There are cloud there are a sea of clouds around it as you see the tops of buildings piercing some and then gaps in the clouds that lead to the cityscape down below and on top of this is a, a rocket like like almost a cartoon rendition of a rocket ship made manifest and made real well that's interesting well looks like space is the only way to go so what are you guys doing can we look around first, just to see if we're not missing anything? Sure. You look around, and it's the top of a building with a rocket ship and a computer terminal that, when you approach it, has the human head, the car, and the atom symbol. Shit, it's that atom symbol again. We gotta go to space. <laughs> we... <laughs> 
we can't we can visit Luna. Like that's li yeah right. Like that's the closest we will ever get is pretend space in the Umbra. Yeah, like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we get we all pile into the spaceship. As soon as you get into the spaceship, the doors instantly close and you launch. As you fly forward and the ship hits a set of clouds and gets nudged and is stuck. As you leave, the clouds are tangible and you can walk on them like they are land. I assume this is the astral plane that we were told about. What do we see out in you the clouds? You see the vast clouds moving in various directions and you see some clouds climbing and you see others descending. You see various things in a thousand different directions and what appear to be like temples crafted of cloud stuff to the point of white marble. But for your purposes, you may now make another perception occult roll. Difficulty seven. As Zeb finds some of the shimmering moon paths broken just like before as they start to lead off and you begin to move through the clouds and you find parts where you can actually walk into open space and start ascending higher and higher and higher into a reflection of the deep umbra. Can I get an intelligence occult roll from anyone who has it? If you don't have occult, you cannot roll this. Difficulty uh, seven. Roy, Zeb, the, ast uh, the astral realm isn't quite the deep umbra, though there are gateways that lead to the deep umbra, the true umbral representation of space and higher concepts that are said to be incredibly dangerous to any umbral traveler, but one that has knowledge beyond belief if one comes to them with a specific quest in mind. But the moon path is not taking you that way. The moon path is taking you along the way into the astral realms where you may be able to find the planetary incarnate, lesser spirits who are but a face of the celestials themselves, where you will not meet Luna, for she is too powerful to meet face to face without your mind and possibly your body burning out. But one of her incarna will be here to communicate with you. I say continue on the path then. And so you do. And we will find out what is along that path next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We will catch you in that next episode. Bye. Bye. See ya. Goodbye.